0: What's up, Crouchers? Welcome to another week of TCP here, a podcast where we finally have Overwatch League news and where we're actually not going to talk about anime at all today uh, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, we like talking about it for a full week last week, full week, full week, hour last week. And not that much happened in the last episode, so you know we'll hold it, we'll hold it. So we will find out a little bit more. We meaning just yes can find out a little bit more because Joe and I already know what happens. Um, and then maybe you know when we have another dead week of no Overwatch news. Although I think things are starting to really come through. You know this whole like Overwatch drought seems to be waters. I'm feeling some raindrops. You know I'm getting a light shower, a couple of dark clouds overhead. You know I can see the I can see the storm coming slightly. You know April. Not April anymore. We actually just, you know, announcement May is, is the new date. But um it's still far away, but you can see the rain clouds on the horizon now. So maybe the drought will finally end.
1: Mm. Hoping so. Like, and we'll get into this. It feels very optimistic. Like we're finally getting in back into the swing of things. You know, the the, the off season is starting to come to a close. Like like Avril was saying, we can start to see the finish line a little bit. But it feels like there's still like there's not a ton of ground left to cover in terms of like time, but there's still like this cavernous pit that we need to get like filled in. You know what I mean? Like we're still like not sure what the track even looks like. What You know, it's, it's, it is a bizarre uh <laughs> world we live in right now, Um, but it's optimistic, I guess. So, so far so good. Yeah. I
0: think it's the first announcement. It's the first announcement we've had in a long time. Right.
2: So. I think really we're waiting for the tsunami to come in with, with a huge information, because like honestly, yeah. there wasn't that much juicy stuff in there, right? Like, not too many changes. I guess we got a slight correction when stuff is happening. We 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 had a bunch of the information what? already, right?
0: What's juicy? What what would be juicy
2: for you? Well, like, what would you what would you want to see where it would be like, damn, that's I, juicy? Like, what what would I, that be? I'm probably like the game we're playing. <laughs> Like, that would be all right, juicy. All right, let's not push it too far, mate. you I think you're. Uh, you
0: know, dude, like. That's like that moment. That's like that moment where, you know, I'm Santa Claus, you're on my lap, and you're like, you know, I want a dragon. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't give you that. You're like, oh, give me over a like, All right, well, what color dragon would you like, Jessica?
2: <laughs> dude, I was working the. In- like, before. I should have really gotten it out when it was still funny and relevant, but now, like, I feel like the, the audience doesn't isn't in the mood anymore because we got actual information, but I was working on the satire idea of Blizzard, like, doubling down uh, on this current situation and just going, like, you know, once again, satire. Spoiler, don't clip this out of context, please, but, like, going, like, hmm, so NFTs worked. What about a non-playable esport? And because, like... <laughs> Because, like, power rankings are the best-performing content anyway. Like, power rankings, the credibility of them are kind of destroyed by actually playing the game. So let's just skip playing the game. Let's just skip playing, like, making an actual game. And just fully invest 20 million on a game we actually haven't played yet. Have signed players for. Don't know who will actually be good. But, like, we can all, like, go into this church together. Much like the NFT crowd can. (laughs) Basically on absolutely zero value provided <laughs> mm. and hope that somewhere
0: down the line someone is gonna buy my picture of a monkey smoking a dart I don't know that's um oh, but yeah, I don't know why it's always when when you, when you want to like stereotype what an NFT looks like it's a monkey doing something like something a cartoon dumb, yeah. monkey doing something yeah that's what they always are anyway that's not uh the point of the episode uh we are going to cover obviously and get and really break down what all the, the the recent announcement was which is mostly scheduling based stuff but still kind of interesting so without further ado what's going on with it 214 tcp brought to you by Battlecram, refine being brosbot buham charay prophet picasso chris r34444 casha 67 lotion pork chop sammy Rexane, zane it's smooth nuts in your misery uh, 214 also being the, I guess it's the Valentine's episode, or for me, it's the I'm oh, so lonely episode. <laughs> um, we have the entire not the entire we have like a schedule outline basically coming through, and beyond that, as well, we have um, what is it? We have the initial opening weekend mm. dates about stuff about matches. Um, and so those are quite interesting, some really interesting matches to start out with. So we don't. Have more than that so far but we have the general overlook of what the format and everything looks like this year so a couple of things confirmed uh there will be 24 matches per team which means six per stage there will still be four stages but the way the stages work will be slightly different there is only going to be two international tournaments out of the four stages one in the middle of the season and one at the end of the season after the, for the playoffs, obviously. Um, and the other two stages will only have inter-regional, so like, you know, for only your own region and not for international play. So back only plays with an eight back, NA only plays with an NA uh, for those other two tournaments. And uh, live events. There's going to be a ton of live events. They're going to try and do as many live events as possible, uh, pending COVID, whatever. But all the NA live events should probably go on through at the stage. So... Expect just a lot of live Overwatch League returning, which I cannot wait for. I am thirsting for all of that type of content. Um yeah, I mean that's I think that's the general overall. Did I did I cover most of the of the big beats there? Was that basically the Cliff Notes?
1: I think so. Yeah. Total games played, international tournament changes. Um those are some of the big ones that I kind of took from it. So yeah, I would say so.
0: I guess it's gonna be a one million dollar prize pool for each of the internationals as well. So, mid season tournament and the post season sure. tournament will both be worth one mil, which is actually, an, I believe, that's an increase in prize pool for the Overwatch League. Hmm. is it? Oh, really? Yeah, I think it is. I think the Overwatch League uh, did not have that, like, that's that's more prize money than previously. Is it above so 7%? Like um, Does it beat the inflation rate? <laughs> actually hang on let me let me double back on this is it more is it actually more it's it i don't know if that's like a million on top of previous pro- you know what i'm not going to get into that because i don't have the full information so right. uh, all we know is it says the mid-season postseason season tournament will both feature a hefty price pool of at least one at least one million so we actually don't know the full number yet so we don't actually right. don't know makes sense yep. it could it could be decent it could i don't know. we'll find out it's probably mm. much better for the winning team like if you're winning both midseason oh, and the, sure. the playoffs, you're like you're you're banking it. So, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations Moon for doing that early on. Uh, you yeah, know, well done, well done, well done for the Shanghai Dragons winning the 2022 season.
1: Which you know we'll, we'll uh, they're also in the news. We'll we'll see if we get to them. I think like initial reaction. Um, I think the biggest one probably, obviously, four games last season was a little too short. Six this time. First stage, you mean? yeah per stage um feels a little bit more conclusive as to who the best teams are who who's improving who's not you you i feel like you're we're going to be able to get a better read on what these teams are up to um but i guess like maybe the hot take is like around the international competition because i feel like there was a lot of enjoyment around you know seeing regular competition between the two regions last year with obviously going to Hawaii all, you know, four stages. Now we're only getting that twice a year. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you guys think
0: it's a necessary thing because the problem is there's still difficulty getting international teams, especially from Asia into the United States Mm. or even vice versa. I'm sure it's as, as difficult to get the United States players into Asia. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're assuming no European events. I'm sorry, EU It's just probably not going to happen. So because of that, it makes sense to not try and spread yourself too thin and commit to four internationals when you don't even know if you can make two. Let's be real; like two is, I think the LA one at the end of the year should be pretty possible. Getting to the point now where like a new variant of COVID comes up and, and every new COVID, every new variant, I feel like less and less people give a shit. So for better or worse, yeah, you know? for better or worse, less and less people give a shit, uh, and by, by by that, less and less governments probably give a shit too. Mm. So. Only the New Zealand government's still freaking out right now. Um, and boy, do to people from my home country it's like it's like they live in a different world and they just don't know how the rest of the world operates. I'm not gonna get into politics though. Um but for, for, but yeah, it's we're getting to the stage now where I'm pretty confident that the end of year postseason playoffs, grand finals, hmm. event, that should go through. The midseason one I would say yeah. is a high chance of going through. But I need this. Uh, the league always has a backup plan, anyway. Like, if it comes down to it, they will always have Hawaii as a backup if they yeah, really need. Right. But I think it's. I think. I think it's probably a safe thing that they committed to two internationals instead of like, let's do two Hawaiis and then we'll do two lands. You know that feels weird. Um, mm. at least here, at worst, you're probably getting one Hawaii, one land. Yeah. So I don't know. So to answer Joe's question, like I, f- I feel like it is necessary. I feel like it's the risk adverse thing to do while still trying to do cool stuff but it does suck we get less internationals I'm, yeah. I, I, I agree but if you want them to be on land this is kind of how it has to be
1: i also wonder like is there and and i feel like i'm just pinning myself as like this content demon degenerate like consumer and i'm and i am in some ways but not in others um I hope it, I hope these like feel special. I hope this feels like the midseason feels like this big celebratory, you know, there's, there's tons of like hype built up into that week. You know, I I hope it is billed as like this big international event because while the stages were good and I thought that, you know, we had, um, I I enjoy regular international competition. That was something that, you know, I, I really enjoyed. I don't know that it was possible to kind of build them as important as what I think they were. Um, because of how frequent they, you know, kind of came about and obviously with COVID and whatnot. Um, so hopefully this year we can maybe also, get a little bit, you know, better at that.
0: Extra input, those tournaments was what, two NA to APAC. Mm. You have very limited teams. Sure. So yeah. if you were going to I actually thought that was pretty underwhelming. The fact mm. that only two teams from each region got to go when at various stages you could have said that oh, there could sure. have been three or more teams that were were Easily good enough to be at an international tournament. Right? Sure, yeah. Um so that's why international tournaments this time around has something like 12 teams. Right? Midseason madness has 12 teams mm. straight away. Um, I'll get the official breakdown on how many NA and uh, APAC teams it's meant to be, but uh, yeah, here it is. Eight from the West, and well, I guess that's four from the East Then
1: right, Maths.
0: Uh-huh. So 12 teams. Now, here's the other reason why doing four international events probably is a little bit too optimistic, mm. is logistically, that's a lot of teams to deal with in a oh, live setting. Sure. So doing that only twice a year instead of four times a year makes your life a lot easier as mm-hmm. an organizer. 100 Especially because, like, I have a, I've Again, I have to qualify this statement as a speculation on my part, not some insider leak. I am just speculating. Now, the third-party operator that Blizzard has been contracting or is about to contract for the Overwatch League probably is most likely you know their main job is to handle these live events Yeah, that's probably their main operation right so Mm -hmm. makes their job a little bit easier if it's only two two times and not four times
1: yep 100% like and I think that's going to feel just inherently or impactful when you have this kind of third party coming in setting up these like big live events which you know i i think i've been to a few live events to to know what to expect from a you know an overwatch competition and there's there's a lot going on there's a lot of you know things to do and, and people to see and you know extracurriculars to get into but it uh i think that's probably the one of my biggest metrics of success is like if these can go off without a hitch then i think well i guess pass overwatch too in general but um I think the return to live events is something that not only, like, the the wider world in general has been waiting for, but um, something that esports, um, specifically our neck of the woods, is really kind of keen to get back into. So, uh,
3: uh-huh. hopefully this goes well. Yes, guys, he's going to nod his head.
4: Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... What else did we get out of that? So um 24 regular season matches. Oh, you already spoke to this a little bit, Joe, but um the other issue last year was that it felt like strength of schedule was a very important yeah. factor in determining how and, and which team was going to make it through a tournament. Because your strength is, if you got the weaker teams in your strength of schedule for a particular stage, you are probably gonna go three or three one or four zero, no issues, right? Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, uh, with a good seeding, you know, you roll some good dice and, you know, you got to make it through your side of the bracket and you're in the top two and you get to go. Um, so easier said than done, don't get me wrong, but a, but this also had impact towards end of season standards because people will say like, oh, Paris went, what was their score again? Eight and eight. Is that correct? Is their final score eight, eight and eight? Sounds right. Um, yeah. but, but then you have to look at the games and you're like, well, actually, you know, who, who did they beat? Right, and it's a lot of yeah. It was eight and eight. There's there's a lot of teams that were worse than there's just the the you know who who was worse than they had a lot of London and Vancouver games in there that they kind of beat up on. Yes. Um. So strength of schedule made a huge difference. So with six matches per stage, twenty four overall, and this was well explained in their video, by the way. If you haven't seen it, um, not not right now. I mean, you can if you want to right now. You can pause this and go watch it. But at some stage of your convenience. There's a 12 minute video on the Overwatch League channel which kind of explains the format as well. We're kind of just we're kind of dissecting it a bit more. <clears throat> They're going to explain they explain it in more of a general way. But one thing that was really important for people to understand is that the significance of there being 24 games with there being 13 teams in NA and seven teams in APAC is that you get to have a really clean split in how many games how many times you play each team in your region, which mm. is something I think Yuska brought up a long time ago now when we hypothesize the 713 split it means in APAC every single stage you play around robin you play every other team because there's only seven teams you play the other six and then NA you know you you play every other team uh twice over the four stages because there's you know you are one team and you have to play the other 12 teams and you split them evenly so it's a very clean split removes uh strength of schedule especially in APAC no excuses in APAC you you literally get the most accurate placement in APEC that you can possibly hope for
1: yes Mm -hmm. yeah there's no i I think you put it nicely like there's no excuses whereas an na it's even like you may have a harder schedule this stage but you're gonna get that back later if you start with an easy schedule you're gonna you know it's going to ramp up for you so it's it's even i think it's a an improvement um i know that there has been some you know, some certain teams definitely have benefited more than others um, from strength of schedule, especially last year. And uh, you definitely don't want that. It's definitely not a good thing. Well, um and yeah, it's an improvement in general.
2: Theoretically speaking, isn't there still? Okay, so maybe there's a misunderstanding on my part, right? Have they announced if if we're still giving bonus wins for the pl- stage playoffs?
0: Yeah, so there will be bonus wins. You, the, one of the big changes is that. If you qualify to a tournament at all, regional or international, mm-hmm. you simply get a point. You get a point no matter what. Right. Uh, and Sean even had a bit of a jab at Atlanta. So he says, Oh, Atlanta's gonna enjoy this, but you now get a point for just qualifying <laughs> through. Uh then I believe beyond that you get bonus point. So I think what you're about to say, you're scared is that it's about to be a very top
2: heavy season in terms of points. I mean that and like if you think about it, the the one if you have the easiest schedule in the one stage where there isn't a tournament, that's still well, a difference. A- uh, of strength and schedule, right?
0: Yeah, there'll be three tournaments because the the community the community the countdown cup doesn't have a tournament technically, right? Um, so there's three tournaments and then the playoffs. So you are farming tournaments you stop for your farming points off those three tournaments specifically. Um, so I guess an NA doesn't apply to APAC because you play around Robin, but in NA, depending on who you are and if there are like unbelievably good teams on one end. You could dodge, like for example, if you get some very hard teams in Countdown Cup and you don't get them in the other three, that'll help you qualify into the first three tournaments or the
2: only three tournaments. Right. Now it's it's what hard to say. There's is probably like a hindsight calculation that we have to try because like theoretically. I think like over the past seasons you probably wanted to meet the strongest teams early on because a lot of them have need time to ramp up to their full strength and stuff like that. But if you're if they don't like completely mirror the schedule at the mid season point, meaning like you play the Yeah, they wouldn't do that. So I, I think with the way it's it's going, very likely, is like you're playing your twelve opponents, right? Um, like one after another, and then you do the same schedule again in the second half, right? Now, unless unless they're not doing that, I could see a world where they're not doing that based on like homestand schedule. Not sure, but like if that's the case, then yeah, yeah, like it. It's hard to say what actually the advantage is if you want to dodge. If you want like all the sh- best teams in the in the first two halves so in the thir- first and third stage or you if you want to have them in the second stage there's a ton of variables to consider because you probably want to also want to do the midseason uh, tournament rather than the other playoffs if you could choose but you also probably want to meet the strong teams early and then you don't want the strong teams uh or you probably want the strong teams in the countdown cup because they're it doesn't account for yeah. an extra win, so there's a ton of calculations <laughs> once again, I think Beroy did like a calculation at the end of the season yeah. how impactful everything was in terms of like outcome and how possibly like the mayhem could have um like had a pretty decent season had they had a better st- strength of sc- schedule. I think mm-hmm. at this point, I-, I haven't done any numbers based on this, and actually also haven't really thought this through. But like last time, it looked pretty even. Like before the before we started playing matches, and then unfortunately it ended up being not that even. This time, and then you have to say, well, you did your job well. If if nobody's really crying before the fact, because apparently there's this information that nobody knows, so you did the best you could have. Um, and this time around. Yeah, I'd I'd have to really go in depth, but it doesn't look egregious in the way it sets up because your strength of schedule has different benefits or like negatives to them that could differently impact the season, and it's probably more likely that it's like a idiosyncratic situation where like some teams would uh, benefit more from this type of schedule, while other teams would more benefit more doing this because. Once again, we probably can also expect different matters. So you probably want to meet the strongest teams in the best in your best matters if you're a team capable of beating those teams on those matters. Um, but the same logic applies to teams that will never have a chance to beat top teams, but might uh, like on their best meta win against some mid tier teams and maybe get into a tournament. So there's a ton to, of things to consider, and in the end, like I mean, super clean like. Competitive integrity is just impossible by the constraints of time, basically, right? Like time and interest. Unless
0: NA just plays double the amount of matches.
2: Yeah. And that's so that
0: you can have a round Robin, which is every single stage. Right. You Basically don't have complete competitive integrity unless you only play round Robins. And then that's the only way you get a complete competitive integrity.
2: I agree. But then there's also things like how do you schedule that? Because scheduling is another thing that actually will impact, uh, competitive integrity because some teams will have trap weeks by by scheduling mm. um well, i just don't think you you'll you'll never win yes You're there's never, there's never no final solution you, and then even if you if you were to solve this by just throwing insane amounts of games at the problem then your competitive integrity just like tanks because your players are dying up. on stage like yeah it's like...
1: There's there's no winning and I think this is a as long as we're striving to improve in uh you know problematic areas I think that's always a win right like and I think this is an improvement we had way too many in the first season we had too few last season now we're getting somewhere in the middle with this kind of two region system I think it's an improvement
0: right and you know what you know what doesn't have competitive integrity in traditional sports is just like widely a thing simply because you can't really avoid it but mm-hmm. like home crowds and home stadiums. Mm. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean... A percent. And that's just the thing that you live with in traditional sports. You just simply live with that because uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Yep. It's a pretty... So you can never have you can never have full competitive integrity in like any sport, unfortunately. Mm. That's the way it is. It's like...
2: It, it's, it's also pretty much a non-issue of a representative amount of time. The problem really comes when... You know, like in sports, like you have this warm, fuzzy feeling of, yeah, over the next three decades, this will sort of average out. We can't always be unlucky. In esports, it's like three decades. Like, yeah. what is a three-decade esports? Like that shit will Ooh, never you know, happen. Hour. And
0: like, Dude, if I'm, here. guys, if I'm like fifty, sixty years old and not still casting, I mean, our esports has failed. Really, come on. Like, I, I expect to be. I expect to be like. You know, John Madden. How old was he when he was still casting? Like, come on. Like, you know, let me be an old man caster.
2: But what if your your future career requires you to have uh neurocortical implants in order to connect to the platform? Think neuralink. Do I
0: need to? Do I need to? Do I need to swipe my NFT debit card to get into it? What?
2: No, like just like have some some chips in your brain. In order to participate, I'm
0: down with that. I'm down with that. They can just you should they. Should, I I want to be uploaded into the matrix. You know, really, yeah. Upload me now. Upload me.
2: I've, All good. I I I have a like I wanted this very badly until I got in shape. Weirdly, <laughs> and, and now I'm okay. Like put me there when I'm like seventy-five. Right.
0: You can. It doesn't matter how in shape you think you are because you will always exactly when you get to seventy-five. Yes. How shape how how in shape are you now, dude?
2: No, put me how, in that robot Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. That's... That will
0: fade. It will fade and it will come. Everyone, you know, I'll see you all in the matrix. Eventually you'll be there. That's what I'm saying. Time will win. Um,
2: thinking we aren't already okay. in one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny, I mean. As <laughs> we uh what did what did we not cover here? So we have 24 regular season matches. Oh yeah, here's a here's a really interesting thing as well. Mm. So the way the four tournaments uh br- so first of all they're branded as well they go again kickoff classic into uh mid-season madness into mm. summer showdown to countdown cup the countdown cup is branded as a play-in now this is something that you everyone has to pay attention to the play-in portion of the countdown cup is only at the end of the countdown cup so there's no playoffs there's no regional tournament or any sort of tournament after the Countdown Cup as a part of that stage. Once the Countdown Cup ends, the stage four is done. Mm-hmm. The play-ins follows immediately from the Countdown Cup. I believe it's still technically tied in with the Countdown Cup, so branding-wise, maybe the play-ins are still called the Countdown Cup, but there's no tournament there. You you finish the Countdown Cup, you collect whatever points you have remaining. Uh, teams that meet the cutoff point go straight to the playoffs. Teams... That do not make the cutoff point at all for anything, you get eliminated from the season, and then whatever teams are left in the middle who are not eliminated from the season but also did not make the playoffs immediately, they go and play into the play-ins. And then from the play-ins, a certain amount of teams will exit there and go into the playoffs, right? So that's how that kind of works. And then the playoffs happens as normal as you'd expect. Uh, and I believe, just to be specific about this, it is four teams from NA and two teams from APAC. And playoffs is I think playoffs are still twelve teams, or did I, unless I got that wrong. I'm pretty sure the playoffs are still twelve teams. Is that is that yeah, correct? You guys want to correct me on that, or am so I correct? Or am I already got that?
2: I think I think that's right. Um, can I can I get a minor quibble out? Minor linguistic quibble. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they cool me. they they opted. To rename two of the cups, right, yeah, but since June tournament was not a fun sounding
0: June Joust was not a fun name. Yeah. I'll be real with you, right, anyway.
2: yeah, I don't hate that at much but that much, but why would you I not change the tournament that actually changed in, in, in what it does, like why is Countdown so Cup still countdown right. Cup instead of like calling it like? Something else in order to highlight that you made what, a change. What
0: playoffs? Playoffs preparation?
2: I don't know. I I I promise you, you can live without alliterations. That is absolutely a thing you can do.
1: Yeah, but they're less fun. I no, they're not. This, you know, I've, like, yeah, they're like, all of them they're like, are garbage. They're like shitty puns. What are some good, you know? are some oh, good
0: p words? The absolute anti humor. I'm gonna sound, I'm gonna find some some really whack ones. I'm gonna try and fit penis in there if I can. Um. <laughs> Oh, penis party, We're done. As much inner twelve-year-old laughing right now. Penis
1: party, so yeah.
0: easy, easy money, nice.
1: Uh, See, <laughs> so you don't need an inner twelve-year-old when you just are. It's
0: season madness, summer showdown, penis party, done.
1: There you go,
2: dude. Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, like that. That's my minor quibble with this: that you rename the two events that actually don't change yeah. that much, and then don't rename the one that is actually pretty fundamentally changed, even though. We had something like this before in like se- season 3, right? Mm. Yeah. So, so it's not that fundamentally changed. I think no. it's just redoing season 3. The thing is like you okay, here okay, I'm going to make a mountain out of a molehill, right? <laughs> like yes like, doing that.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you've seen your Reddit like, history, but you did.
2: It's it's like Now you communicate to me that you think that more people will show up to this season that don't know and aren't confused by Countdown Cup than there will be that will be confused by the mentioning of Countdown Cup. And I'm wondering if you're deluded. (laughs) Like That's that's my... You know, you understand what I'm saying? Nope. Okay, so there's an amount of... A a certain amount of people that know the uh, term Countdown Cup from last year. Yes, correct. And you just change it anyway, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This sort of implies to me that you think "Countdown Cup" is already a pretty good name for the end of the season.
1: Mm-mm. No, I think this is a this is a bell curve. And then this is this is and the then, bell curve thing we talked about. And
2: and then like <laughs> you're now thinking, well, it doesn't matter because the name is good. The amount of people confused by this is pretty like small in terms of the audience that we will actually amass. And I say to you kudos for thinking you will have this much viewership. I'm waiting to see it.
1: This is this is the top of the bell curve and you start with lol too much work and then you end with lol too much wrong with countdown
0: cup. It's a- it's a perfectly (laughs) functional name. I don't know, I don't think it's- It's Right, but it has
2: been used. It's like reusing a condom, you just don't do that if you change (laughs) it. What's- what do
0: you- what? So what do you want them to do? Change the names of tournaments every year? there's so
2: many alterations in your life, I promise you could've found something else. It also doesn't need to-
0: What's wrong with just keeping the same name?
2: Because it's now fun. Okay, it's not a problem, but in the contrast of you changing the other ones that actually didn't change, it's weird. Does so that make they sense? Should I change them all? Can you tell I studied linguistics? <laughs> no, so, what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> so are you saying change them all or. No, what I'm I'm saying is
2: the reason to change things is if their functionality changed because nobody actually cares about the the name in the first place they just want a descriptor for a noun in order to work with that and if you keep changing the definition on things that actually by their fundamental nature didn't change but don't change the things the name of things that did change that's kind of weird unless you believe it is already a good like Term that a lot of people that aren't aware of that name <clears throat> will out- outmass or like outsize the amount of people that will be confused by this. Because if I'm hearing What's count it? on cup, there's actually no cup, bro. Where's the cup? There's no cup. I'm just
0: gonna say it's probably not a big deal. I don't think. Yes, that's, like that's a- my
2: minor quibble I'm making about. <laughs> that's literally right Yeah, it's <laughs>
0: right. it's pretty minor. I don't think. I mean, I'll be real with you. In a way, I see where you're going, and I would like it if they were more like uh, majors in a way, like a CS kind of major where you actually go to a tournament and you play it and you win. I don't know. Maybe you do get a cup. It's This is kind of the halfway meeting point where they would like to do something like that in terms of tournaments, mm. but it is still a franchise league, yeah. and it's got to be a franchise league. So we're we're caught in the middle where we're trying to do a little bit of both. Which don't get me wrong, I yeah, think it's it's good. I would rather th- I'd rather this than just do a full franchise league. So yeah. no, we we're okay g- with where we are. I'm okay with where our current situation is.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, it's sh- it's just my like one of my side points of like I've I've been begging for someone to take hold of language in this game, like generally speaking, mm. someone that's like some linguistics PhD that's really like. Designing everything that we're we're like no constantly losing to a sensical degree because like you know how we are actually now running into problems because of our language where like we have to make decisions on like how do we rate the best DPS players of all time? Do sure. we do fl- flex DPS? Do we do head scanner DPS? Do we do hyper flex? What is going on? Like what is actually a flex support what kind of heroes does that guy play but like w- what do we do with tanks now like we someone needs to get like what is dive like what what kind of uh archetypes are in there someone's got to like start using our stuff and like when we change things you know like how we we introduced like assault as like a game mode yeah. name that actually nobody really uses that and it's like an unnecessary stuff I just go, okay, nobody actually with an idea of how this is supposed to work is taking charge of this. And it's, ma- it's making fun of a confusing uh, experience.
1: It's not, a, it's not <laughs> like a problem that we're... It's not like individual to us, to be fair. Like, this is just a yes,
0: problem in general. I'm going to be real with you. This problem is like climate change. Not enough of people are going to give a shit. Yeah, And uh, until, until it ends our civilization... In which case you're going to be like see i told you Overwatch League should have hired a phd linguistics expert yeah you know but uh don't that'll be the end of the world that will look that'll be at the end of the world so yeah
2: yeah until until you're in a contract negotiation and you say i resign why... and they don't know if you mean the dash or non-dash version <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ! This is why. This is why I just got to get plugged into the matrix. See that if you get plugged into the matrix, you just know climate change right. just doesn't really matter. You know, as, but, the, but I'll tell you what. This is your this is your minor W linguistics probably will matter in the matrix a little bit. So hopefully they do design that with some sort of linguistics mm-hmm.
2: PhD. Right. Maybe we can just become really one like, high to, to
0: make it like really real. I think they should program climate change into the matrix as well, just for like <laughs> that real realism, like bloody screen realism. Um, Factor. Yeah. So, Because why not? All right. So um, I think we covered it. I think we covered it. Oh, yeah. The last thing is the actual schedule. We start May 5th, which, funny enough, is the fifth day of the fifth month signaling in 5e5.
2: Hmm. Damn.
3: Of the fifth season of Overwatch League. Five versus five versus five.
1: Hey. May
0: the fifth be with you guys. May Pretty the fifth be with
3: you.
2: It's May also the, the am- amount of uh dates I had on Valentine's Day.
1: You had five dates? Damn. I guy.
2: Yeah, with those five.
1: Mm. Oh. <laughs> Took a second. Sorry. All right. Sleepy brain.
0: Okay. Well children. I gotta say I gotta say, I gotta say. Bad news to all the people on YouTube that just saw that. <laughs> but if you're on if you're on Spotify, you're doing audio only. Mm. Hey, so you just dodged, you just dodged the bullet. You you trust me, fellas, <laughs> you guys.
1: He showed some thank, pictures thank you of you know stars. Yeah. His, his wonderful thank you know, lucky stars. dates that he had gone on. They were they were wonderful, uh, Speaking they were picturesque. Of,
0: okay. Speaking of dates, so 5 6 7 eight of May Mm-hmm. Those are our opening dates, our opening weekends. So, and this is, I think, this should be continuing through. <laughs> so it, it it is meant to be four days a week, I think.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, up to four days a week. Four of them being NA, APEC does three days, something like that. I mean, we have a large increase in the amount of games per team, which means a lot more games, generally speaking, overall. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is pretty cool. So that means more Overwatch League action and... Just more Overwatch League. I mean, can you imagine that? Four days of Overwatch League per week. That's quite a lot. Like if you if you're a hardcore fan, yeah. you will you will be well sated with that kind of schedule.
2: That was draining in the past, by the way.
1: I mean, it's, well, it's impossible it's to keep up. Watch,
0: it's draining if you're watching every single game. Yes. No one should be. No one should be watching every single game. I'm dying. Yeah. I got paid to. I got paid to cast this game. I didn't even see every single game. No. Yeah.
1: You're. you I think you're doing to a disservice. A-
0: the only person that I know for, for a fact actually did watch every single game was Hexagrams. And he forced himself to do that. You know? he didn't. Yeah. I don't think he had to, but he forced himself to do that. And he's the only person I know, legitimately for a fact, actually watched every single game. I don't know anyone else that watched every single game. So, I don't expect anyone... To, that was last season, we had four, four games per stage, not six. So this time around, there's just no way. I think 24 is the sweet spot. I think like I said on a previous podcast episode, or maybe on my stream on Twitter somewhere, I said that I would like to see 24 games because 28 is probably still. I'd be okay with it. Uh, 40 mm. is definitely too long. 28 is okay. But 24 feels like just the right number because I was I thinking like, well, how many games per stage do I want? Four's too short. Five is a minor improvement, but I don't think does enough. Mm. Six is a great number. Seven starts to drag on a little, starts to drag on. So I think six is really the sweet spot. Yep.
1: Would agree. Should be, a, it's okay. going to be a lot just to consume, but. generally, yeah. um, generally Wow. Well, only
0: really if good. you're watching every single game.
1: Yes. If which, you are, it's not, which it's not going to happen, right? Like there are some, there are some absolute deviants that are able to do that, but let's face it, there's going to be some bad teams and you're not going to want to watch those games and you're going to be like, wow, I could be sleeping now, Although, or I could be do- literally doing anything.
0: If it's a see, there is a very interesting uh, proverbial graph on this where there is like in the in in a sort of you have your good games and then you have your bad games. Mm-hmm. But then it's the same as movies, guys. If it's so, if you can get a game so bad that it becomes good, just like a movie. True, a movie can be so bad True. that it's actually becoming good. But you have to get you have to get really get down. You have to get into the fucking negatives here. You know, once you hit below zero and you the negative one, it's suddenly actually good. Yeah so you gotta get one of those games by uh, the way Moonfall so was get... none of
2: those movies hey Mo- I saw Moonfall the new uh, Emmerich movie you, you think that's one of them no that's one that's on the verge of like being very bad but it tilts over a little so it's the worst movie experience ever
0: I I will go see that I am interested in sci-fi movies and it does look okay. appealing to me even though I think it probably will end up being stupid But uh, uh, you know. I've been
2: looking forward to talking about that with you <laughs> Um, just, just real quick do you know what the f- where the first matches are going to be played? Was there an announcement in there? Online. Online. Okay. Online. Weird choice, well, by the way.
0: Well, I don't know, actually. No, sorry. Boston, not Boston. Dallas teased something. Dallas teased. Right. I don't know oh, if you want yeah, to read into that. I don't, I don't want to read into teasers, because that could just be bullshit. Right. But mm-hmm. there is a world where uh, Battle of Texas could be live. Yeah. There's I, a world. There is
2: a world. I think what is weird about this, why I say this, is like, why is the Paris game not the first first game?
1: Right. Because Why'd, like
2: why sh- because you generally want to make it sorta of possible for European audiences to watch this? And no no, no 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 no. The first game they always want to make hype. Last year,
0: they okay. made the first game Battle of Texas or something, didn't they?
2: Right. Then it's,
0: opening, yeah. Your opening game is meant to be like a bigger match. I don't know if LA versus New York yes. is like the bigger match, but it's more exciting than watching Paris get stomped by Shock. On day one, yeah. Well, you're still gonna watch that. You're just gonna watch it second, not first.
2: Not sure if rain against meme isn't the better game then. Uh
0: yeah. Well, rain is def- defending. Well, is it because everyone thinks Florida is gonna be one of the worst teams,
2: right? So that, but like, a there's a lot of history really? there, like <sighs> you know.
0: Okay, it's still gonna be a 3 three zero. So I don't. I don't know how that wow there's a uh, lot of history there same, Three, same oh, first
2: game as well <laughs>
0: yeah. so uh oh well you're a little, you're quite down in the new york roster um no, just could, do, there's a few options i don't know if you, you could do la versus shock game one battle of uh i think that battle would battle of california california yeah. cup boom straight away and then obviously uh valiant can't compete in that for california cups so it's just uh, Gladiators and uh, shock now that mm-hmm. would have been a pog champion first opening game like ooh, yeah that's what is. And then you could do Paris versus New York, which would be an okay game as well. So, you know, that, I don't mind that afterwards. But they got LA versus New York first up, where it might be interesting. might be pretty competitive. Like, it depends. And people, some people are not super hype on <clears throat> all the gladiators. New York, we're still waiting for more pieces to come on through. I actually think the more hype game is the APAC opening match, which is Shanghai-Philadelphia. Yeah. Which probably is, I mean, depending on what the rest of the Philadelphia Fusion roster looks like, but... You know, we're expecting the shanghai's to pop off uh but mm. shanghai philly delivered some good games last season although you know philly changed significantly this time around
1: yeah and i think that's kind of like what just like uh from an outskirt viewpoint like i'm i agree in terms of like the scale of both teams this is very different but it'll be interesting to see what new look philly uh is about what they can bring to the table um in this this new game
0: And then you have Battle of Texas, where I mean they could have even made that the first game. Yes. To be honest with you, to be honest with you, that's more of a four storyline, and Dallas has mostly won those. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same, and it would also be a repeat of last year. I don't know, like you really just want to do? Is that the tradition now? We literally just start with Battle of Texas every year. I mean, I don't don't know that's a thing to go do either. Mm -hmm. But so uh, that's got to be at least on the opening weekend. I don't know about what other really hype games. Maybe Spark Soul could be really good. Could depending be. on... Uh,
1: Looking at that Chengdu Shanghai game. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Oh,
0: that would be interesting. That would be a reasonable one. Um, oh. <clears throat> I'm actually quite keen to see Toronto as well. So they're, they're going to be follow up. I think there are a few teams maybe not playing early. Yeah, there's, there's definitely teams that are not going to be on that opening weekend. Hmm. So not going to see Valiant. Unlucky. Yeah. Uh, I would have been keen. Yeah, so go check out the Overwatch League uh, Twitter at Overwatch League and you can see the opening schedule. It's also on Liquidpedia. It's probably also on the Overwatch League website. Um, That is like the big news of the week out of the way. And I think pretty, pretty, uh, you know, well broken down as well. I hope. Let me know if you think you agree. So, moving on. What do we got next? Let me have a look. Got some some Rasty moves. Rasty news. Oof. roster moves. some roster moves from uh, from Chengdu first. Yes' mm. nice. like to do the honors. Oh dude. This is, finally This has been your favorite this has been your favorite offseason player, so
2: I think in hindsight you know, like, it, it was I
0: think, I think a predator to you is like what rascal is to reinforce in a way. <laughs> it's,
2: it's becoming that. it's becoming that a little bit.
1: in a way, yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh I think in hindsight I went a little hard on the Chinese Orcs. I'm not gonna lie. But um, to be fair, like, keep in mind, this was a super late announcement. Chengdu hadn't even made space. No other team had announced a Prita. Was like, what is going on? Like, um, probably was always stupid to assume that nobody would pick him up. Then again, same true for Dia. We'll see. True. But we'll talk again in half a year. Um, but, like, yeah, I mean, this is... no. What a delicious DPS line, right? Like, you—it's yeah. really... Like, conceive of me a meta without using new heroes that this this these three can't cover, right? Like, even double double uh, projectile or whatever is no problem for this um, for this one. Double hit scan is no problem. Like, they have tracer covered. I—I I don't know. Like, if anything, I think you like if you want to be skeptical of this you probably would have to ask yourself if leaf still has the projectile unlock to which i say yes how dare you it's leaf um but yeah like everything else is just like totally covered and i mean definitely contending for one of the best or the best dps line in Overwatch League. yep
0: yeah I would agree it's right up there you covered everything huge skill level across the board mm. uh, a lot of it does come from Lee. i still have reservations about Mu and particular heroes but i think they have enough flexibility with everyone else to cover all the gaps and who knows maybe jimu has been in the hyperbolic time chamber i'd give people the benefit of the doubt maybe they've improved in the off season <coughs> a new game anyway so you know maybe different we'll see what heroes are going to be played. we'll see there's gonna be new heroes as well everyone's going to pick new stuff up and adjust the hero pools. so uh, but in general, I, I I think Chengdu did a fantastic job here. We all knew a predator was coming; it was just a yeah. matter of when, not an if. Because um, there's no way they fumble that badly, not with someone that's already on their academy. Like you, you had enough of you know foresight to get this guy on your academy team, mm. but not to not on your main roster. Come on, you yeah. don't make that kind of mistake. Uh, if you for a team that specifically has promoted people from the academy team like a lot, mm-hmm. you simply don't make that mistake, you know, you're not that stupid. So uh is on. Kenobi is obviously very happy. And um, I think not a surprising, this is just more like a confirmation of something we all basically all already knew, worst kept secret in the off season in terms of roster moves. So well done, Chengdu, you've unlocked the DPS line that I think everyone wish you had last year, but is happy that you finally have it now. Um, any further comments on a proto? Pretty straightforward, pretty standard.
1: No, oh, yeah, glad to see him uh, finally in the league. Excited to see uh, what he's uh, what he can be, what can be done with him uh, on, the, on the main stage.
0: Yeah, it's an exciting Chinese pickup because there's not. A, I feel like there's not always that many new exciting Chinese players coming through. There was last year because of CC. This time around, I feel mm. like there's. It was mostly a Aprita. Was like the dude. And everyone yeah, else after that. that was like they existed, but really, it's about a Prita. Uh Jonak though has announced or soul and joan Aik have both announced that they uh they are parting ways john the the specific reasoning was said that Jonak is taking a break and then i think Jonak's own tweet specified that he was dealing with some sort of health issue mm. so it could be an injury or something else um and yeah soul only i mean they complete their team it looked pretty damn good now they have to refill an open flex spot. They still have creative on the team. But I think the goal with Soul is that they want two flex supports. 100%. Um, so I don't know what they do now. Because I think losing Jonex... Some people... So all the Jonex haters are like, yeah, but you know who cares? But I think losing Jonex is a pretty big deal. Yes, so yeah. now they are going to have to really scramble to find the next best guy. Great.
1: Like, I understand the initial like, oh, well, you guys just have creative. He's very underrated. I think what people tend to like battle with is like this mutual exclusivity between somebody being underrated and somebody being good, right? Like you can have Jonak be a good player, one of the top flex supports. I don't know if I denote top five anymore, um, but without a doubt, among some of the world-class talent at the position um, and, and creative can be, you know, maybe underrated by people in the community who don't think they're very good. And, you know, maybe I'm one of them um i you can have both things at once like and that doesn't mean that they also can't get somebody else It doesn't mean that creative is going to be benched um he has been very surprising he's had his moments um but do you take a couple seasons of being good or you know a career of being good you know a career of well maybe not a career defining the position but at least you know reaching the peak to literally you know change how the league viewed flex supports and and you know cr- kind of crafting a, a pseudo position around a, a character almost it's i i think we're conflating some things and yeah i don't know i think we as much as maybe he gets a little bit of flack i think we need to put a little bit more respect on Gen X name
2: yeah for sure i i think people are generally i i don't know what the do you guys have an understanding of where most people rank Jonak or like his performance last year?
0: Uh, it's, pretty pretty it's pretty wild. People, it, it's all over the show, I think. It's pretty okay. all over the show. People, some people rate him very low. Mm. Other people still think he's pretty good. I still think he's pretty good. Uh, I think the probably the average is just like probably just out of top five somewhere. Mm. Somewhere between six and ten maybe.
1: Probably.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that would be accurate. Cause Flick support did get quite a competitive. And now, this is probably the best time ever in Overwatch League history to be a flex support player because the demand for flex supports has never been higher. Mm -hmm. Every team wants two of them. For good reason, but every team Mm. wants two of them. So with 20 teams, that's like 40 fucking flex supports if everyone gets two. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone who's got like three, but I think they just got two. But my point is, is like, there's, there's such a high demand that like there's, they're actually, people, teams are running out of options. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've, I've seen people bring up Kareev to come back, but no, well, kareev has gone to the military. I'm sure if Kareev didn't go to the military, he, someone would pick it up. Yeah, I think maybe. he'd be on a team this year. Maybe he, maybe he, I don't know if it's like done, done. Like he signed the papers and he has to go in the military now. Or like if a team reaches out, like Sol reaches out, like your oh, Kareev, are you available? Like, brother we, we need somebody now, you know. Um, he probably can get on a team. I, for legit. Mm. Because after that, I think you're looking at from the Korean side of things, you're looking at guys like probably Quazid is, is one of my... Yeah. is my rookie pick if you're going to pick a rookie coming through. Um, I think mean, Quazid is solid. Quazid's also been on G before. He's currently on Super Bussan, but he's been on G before. Mm-hmm. So there's that link back to Seoul if they want to go in that direction. Um, but yeah, like... I think there's a lot of... I don't think... And because everyone's trying to get two and hold on to them, no one's trading. It's not like you can go up to another team, and be like, "Yo, can I have your dude?" Because I don't think anyone's gonna, not especially right now. No one's gonna sell their dudes just yet. Maybe in a mid-season pickup, but I think Seoul are probably gonna look for somebody now.
1: Yeah, I think you're gonna need to. Um, I, funnily enough, you know, to the Kariv comment looking at you know the hypotheticals around you know how much playmaking can be done possibly with overwatch 2 right we don't know um but maybe in it if it turns out to be that type of game i actually kind of wish we would have gotten to see him same thing with jonek as well like it it's kind of a shame that we might yeah. not be able to see two of like the more flashy flex supports in some ways. Like not be able to like really you know, give them the toolbox in in some ways.
0: And God, like R.I.P. Alarm as well. Like
1: oh, for sure. Without just a just like what a that kid would a you know yeah. Tra- that's that's what a Bigger tragedy for sure. Yeah, for sure.
2: No, that would have been. Yeah, nah, Joe. Leave that. Leave that. Please untouched. We we just we just killed that dream. Okay, like
1: you don't want to see Kareev, <clears throat> you know, maybe pop off a couple sleep darts. I mean, if he, uh,
2: to be honest like if he really pops off and like he's legitimately a uh, top performer again i would say after not sure if he ever was but um like yeah of course like i don't say no to people based on who they are uh or, mm-hmm. like it's just like my fear always is that you're taking a spot from a guy that could
1: right oh for sure yeah without a doubt
2: so i just don't know how many guys
0: that could exist Mm. Currently, I don't know I, who those. I, people, I'd rather who those give Quasit a
2: chance, right? Like,
0: <clears throat> oh, I would love to give Quasit a chance. I think they're gonna have to because, yeah, there's not that many options left. There really isn't. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm I'm even looking at some of the Chinese teams to see if there's a random Korean player on there that might be might be keen, but um, no, unless you want like to get Physics or somebody from T1W, you know, it's just not. Mm. You you're kind of you starting to scrape the barrel just a little bit here, mm. if you don't go for Quazit, yeah. Um And I was pretty big on Quazit, even not even yeah. just last year, but the year before, like twenty twenty, I was like, dude, this Quazit guy's okay. It's kind of good. Like he's alright. Like he wasn't my number one pick, but mm-hmm. you know, he was he was high enough that I you know if if people were trying to go through the rankings and you'd, he'd probably get a hit, probably get a shot. And this is definitely the best time now. If if anyone did want to go for him, and probably will end up being sold. Um but I do believe Philly is still looking for a, a flex support as well. So
2: you'd imagine so, right? Like, yeah,
0: yeah there oh. there's that because um Philly need a Korean player and they don't have well, we are assuming they want a second flex support because I got aim god fixer. Um no disrespect to aim god, but like if he can get on a team, dude, I'm sure Kareeb could have been on a team this year. So
2: Yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah.
0: So yeah, there is that. Um, what else do we have here? So that that happened. Speaking of flex sports. Speaking of flex sports, here's one guy that's off the market now. That I actually the more I think about, the more we've talked about the demand of flex sports, the more I'm like, maybe Moon really is a genius. Yeah. (laughs) Because he'll probably never use Bebe, who they just announced to the Dragons. But he's actually just denied it from everybody else who who probably would have used Bebe. So uh could actually kind of like Ninehead from Moon. I'll give it to him in a, in a market where the number of good flex supports remaining is quite slim. Snatching hmm. up someone like baby is like kind of decent value currently. Oh, you know? without a doubt.
1: I think to, to your point, you know, previously talking about, you know, the possibility of having this double flex support meta talking about, you know, uh, maybe the more versatility of this support lineup in general, looking at somebody like Lee Jagon and what other kind of talents he might have under the hood um adding something like Bebe it's like not only are you taking it away like you said but you're giving yourself like a, an assurance policy like he's fine he's he's like <clears throat> the most capital g good and like fine that there is like he's never yeah. going to like i i couldn't name you a season where like he looked like a detriment on on the teams that he was on he was just
0: can you fine. imagine can you imagine if like he finally gets away from decay and he's just a god now like he's just like he's unlocked the shackles are off, baby. The ball and chain is off. It's possible. And now he's just and now he's just popping.
2: Uh,
1: did, just saying,
2: did, did he? Did Decay also put put him on him during the Spark era? Or how does that work?
1: He was fine on the Spark, but then you you're playing fine. for the Spark. What is fine? That's um, true. you are
2: playing for the Spark.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean. <clears throat> That's a different. It's a different what, jail
0: cell. Hey, wait, what's your? Uh, would you rather play for the spark or play with the K? Pick your poison. Which one would you rather do? Oof.
1: That's uh, that's a dilemma.
0: And those things are not even mutually exclusive. In, no. in a <laughs> I complete the fifth. In a well, world, those things are not mutually exclusive.
1: Right.
2: That's the final I, I bag. Don't... That's the final bag.
1: <sighs> oh, bag getters. That's no, I feel like Bebe. Right like is the line of like fine especially at his position like at flex support like if you're ranked under bebe there's some issues you've got some problems like you can't play a certain hero right like bebe plays the field all right he has his moments where he looks like very very good has his playmaking moments outside of that he's he's never bad right he's never like a detriment he's no. never like throwing out an ultimate i can't i can't think of too many times where I've been like, oh, I don't know, maybe that was a little early, baby, or mm, that that positioning was a little weird. More often than not, I'm like, hey, you know, I think we need to put some respect in, and really kind of talk about baby as like being like a decent is flex he, support.
0: Is he like, by definition, league average?
1: I would say so. Like at the you, position, if yes. you were to
0: name, if you were to name a league average player, would a photo of baby's incredibly huge smile yes, just be there?
1: I think so. Mm. For his position. That,
0: that the Bebe picture is just there under league average definition. So
2: it he feels like it, but I wonder if he would be if he actually made the list.
1: Oh, I don't know. That's possible, <laughs> isn't Who else? Who do you th- if if not Bebe? Then who? Um.
2: Name
0: your God. Hmm. <laughs> Name God's going to be league average this
2: year. Nah. Possibly. It's also Possibly. lower. Boom.
0: Exactly in the middle. You look at the. You look at the. Jonah. Uh, you look at the bell curve my man is just boom 50th percentile.
1: Joan, and you're going off of like last season? Like what do you mean? No, this season. He
2: would have
0: probably 50th been. Percentile. better than 50th percentile. Um, come no, come Shot. Yeah. And yeah, no. not not <sighs> much
2: though. He's like maybe What? 8th 8th best? Brother,
0: dude, I ugh, every, I watched Jonak last year and he okay. did some He's crazy good.
2: stuff. So, he so okay, who is better? Really okay, cool let, let's let, okay before we just... Twilight is okay, better. Shoe is better. Violet is better. Yep. yep. Is better. yep. Um, oh, I'm starting. Fielder is better.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, sure. I, 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 I soon will have to reach a uh, hot take <laughs> level. Iris is better.
1: No. Was
2: he? What? No. Iris is a BAP 1 trick. Is he really better? I think so.
1: I thought Iris. I think Maybe Iris in is in a is BAP good. BAP Maybe He's in a BAP 1v1. Maybe in a BAP 1v1.
2: Okay, I mean, I'm about to throw out some absolute hot takes.
1: You're about to scorch. I'm, I'm,
2: I'm about to scorch. <laughs> I think, like think Ultraviolet will be better. Um,
0: we Don't talk about new players. We're talking about last year.
2: <laughs> no, I was talking about this year. I was saying, like, this year, Jonek would have been a, an average flex support in the no. league. Oh yeah, we're at six. We're at six. Maybe I can squeeze out some... Like, there's, there's like a, you know, it's not the ah. average, but like, you know, there's some no. standard deviation from, from which still counts as average. No. Um, um,
1: Would Jonak be better than Monk? That's a good question.
2: Ooh. There you go. That's a good question. I, think
0: I, I, I don't know. I think Monk had a bit of team.
2: Did did I think sure. Jonak's
0: team was Agreed. was struggling. I saw I'm, let me put it this way. I saw bigger carry moments out of Jonak than like definitely than Monk. Monk had like maybe a couple. Mm. Um I don't know if that's like the the metric to judge a flex support on. But he sh- Jonak showed me enough carry performances mm-hmm. that I could specifically look at him and be like, yo, Jonak won this game. Yeah. by doing x and y things what about crimson i feel like that's what you need you need that x factor out of a flexible player because if you just get a guy that just like passes you know he's he's a c average mm-hmm. and he just kind of exists that that guy won't win you games yeah. but jonak will give you those eight plus performances where he can be the fact that wins you game
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i saw that last year
1: agreed when you when you shine on a bad team that is underperforming, I think that speaks to, to
3: support.
2: the character.
1: Yeah. It's that's not easy. Um to, to Yiska's little jab there with Crimson. I um, do I, think I, it wasn't
2: a jab. I, I was seriously asking. No, I was Crimson really I, worse than Jonak last year.
1: Statistically, I would be very <laughs> interested to see. Feeling wise, I I that that hurts my heart. That that could even be a possibility.
0: I, saw I think it very much was. Action, I,
2: know. Like I think the problem is that uh, Crimson generally excelled at like he was a pretty good Moira, for instance, like, um, or is historically. Um, I think
1: his honor was like, st- I, I'm, I think, and I could be very wrong, but I think statistically his honor is like highly.
0: You know the problem great. with this discussion is NA played such different like supports to mm. APAC. APAC was all Ana Zen, true, and then and then NA played Moira Bat. Yeah. So like, you didn't even get this crossover. You can't even be like, well, let's compare these two yeah. honors. It's like, well, one region didn't even fucking play honor. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah, no, that's <laughs> then,
0: and then Jarnak never played that because APEX did not play that. They don't do. They don't do those comps.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. no, not nearly as much. Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe he's he's slightly above average. By that difference
1: Yeah, I th- I think I'm more agreeable to that slightly above average it's a different game there's more competition you have people like ultraviolet coming in this year um that you know people like aim god coming back you know there's there's gonna be a lot of competition at the role and maybe joe neck you know <clears throat> I, it's closer to what i think is true
2: but yeah i think like to to get to the Bebe point i think he would by the same metric okay name me worse flex supports next year than baby yeah
1: uh, let's take a look. Worse
2: um, would be let's let's put the graphic on here and Kr- keep it on for maybe, you guys. as honestly, well. Honestly,
1: maybe Krillin could be
0: worse. I think Josses might have actually yeah. degraded. Krillin could be worse. It's, it's possible. Vigilante will be better for sure, uh, but they don't get Vigilante to a little bit later on. Uh, maybe I'm hating a little. Maybe I'm hating a little bit, but I think better than Khan. Oh, <laughs> <that's laughs> be oh, that's hating.
2: Oh, that's hating. That is hating.
0: Maybe. You are, you are one of the know. biggest haters. You YouTube comments yeah, yes, let us yes, know. If the fans, if the fans could vote between the three of us, who is the biggest hater historically? It would always be you. No, of course, Leave
2: yes, it would be.
0: You would win that competition <laughs> hands down. Yes,
2: yes. Do you, see, do you see?
1: Also, somebody commented that you'd be the type of motherfucker to get your rib removed. By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a real one. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah, shout outs.
0: Uh Baby might be better than Aztec, although I think Aztec had like a really—I don't know, man. He's a, he's an interesting one because I've seen Aztec pop off mm. when he was in Contenders' career, and then for whatever reason, that never happened. On what team was he on last year? It's, this is how forgettable he was. Toronto, right? he in Toronto. Yeah. Did he even play?
1: I he, he, he and he and Lastro both feel like the same person in like multiple ways, like in their career. So, like well, I have a hard time that differentiating
0: case, the two. In that case. Maybe maybe better in the last show as well. Then.
1: I think I think there's a possibility like they contend and I would probably put a lot more faith in Bay because we've seen him be as consistent as he, as he is throughout an, like a few years. Right. Like you come pre apex, you come into the Overwatch League, you're fine, you're good. It's it's just the benchmark, right? I look at some of the rookies, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Florida, is that is that really where, you know? Is is he going to be better or worse than than Bebe? It's Majed. Yeah, I think he's good. I'm excited to see him play on stage. I just don't know if he's going to meet that. You benchmark.
0: know, okay. You know where this this discussion will break down hmm. is the team quality of Bebe versus the team quality of Majed is just so astronomically yeah, different totally. that like Shanghai's unbelievably huge donga is just going to cover up any mistakes Bebe makes anyway. Yeah. It's true. Like Bebe could fuck up, and Shanghai could just win with five. Like you know, it doesn't even matter. So you, you, they'll never even be punished for Bebe's mistakes if he makes them.
1: <clears throat> True.
2: And then again, like I'm the same person that said like Bebe is not really a liability last year, um, which I still remain. I think it wasn't a bad take, even in hindsight. Now, I don't think Bebe was the reason why that didn't didn't go off. Um but yeah, I think like it's just like the, the the tide is rising so heavily that like basically like all the gu- people we've e- talked about as like bottom level mm-hmm. have been lauded as like the next coming. Oh, like yeah, sure. think of Lastro, like a guy like Lastro, where like mm-hmm. I had to have discussions with p- people that mm-hmm. actually like have very respectable opinions. Otherwise, where they said like Lastro was a bit bigger. Uh, impact player during certain contender seasons than alarm was. Right? Like that right. was the um the type of discussion we were having. Now mm-hmm. didn't really hold up in Overwatch League yet, but like many of those players have these stories. Krillin has this comeback story. Certainly right. Aztec had a lot a lot of um gas coming in like at the start of last year. Okay, so Ultraviolet definitely has that now. A lot of people uh, trade Khan hi- highly. Like, uh, let's go through the list again. Who else? I mean, a lot of you guys are pretty high on uh, creative as well, even though there's probably not that narrative that he could be, like, the next world beater. Coldest certainly was mentioned as, like, the next uh, Chinese p- talent at some yeah. point in time. Yeah. By you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I was I was very much, um, and maybe I'm misremembering, but I remember having very, very heated conversations with Kenobi about the differences between Molly and Coldest. Um right. I think he probably was at one point the, the next step up, but maybe I was that better character. You know
0: what happened? I figured it out. I figured, out. I figured out the story of Baz mm. He, I think Uprising Academy must have ruined him. 'Cause he was great on WGS. And then he went to Uprising Academy and then he went to Toronto. I'm like, bro, this guy's invisible now. Uh maybe Toronto mishandled him. You know? Maybe but, like maybe maybe like they just I not forgot to add him to the Discord. Like they thought he was he, they thought he was logic for somebody, they were like, Oh, I just didn't put him in Discord. And like he and then Aztec was too humble to speak up and so he just never got any comms. Um
2: by the way, but, is better than baby as well, right?
1: Yeah, I was say so <sighs>
0: Yeah, Myung Bong's had higher highs. That's for mm. sure. With the worst team. Yep. He had some high... I don't know about last year, but definitely the year before in 2020, Myung Bong had some big-ass highs on, on Boston. Right. For what is, like, unanimously agreed to be on, a like, a pretty poor roster as far as Boston goes, Myung Bong's still popping off on that roster. Like, says a lot about his capability. I think his ability started to fall off a little bit. I would like mm-hmm. to see how he does this year. I'm, I'm still hopeful that Myung Bong pops off. He's on a full Korean team now. He's with New York. He's under Kuki. He's mm-hmm. playing with guys like Kellen, Flora, Yaki, Yaki Gangnam, Jin, right? So um, I got high hopes for him. But yeah, flex support got really competitive. And just even like, you, you know, talking about the last trip one as well, I think there's very few players I look at in the league in this year where I'm like, this guy is just not good enough to be here. Like I think 99.9%, yeah. which well, just 99% of players coming into this year I'm like, yeah, I think they're, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're league quality. Like, they yeah, will be that. league quality. If you yeah. compare that to previous, l- let's compare who the league average player this year is versus 2020. Like, the league yes. average player this year in 2020 might be one of the top players. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Legit. Like, might be one of the, the top, top players. So that's how high the skills skill level of the league has leveled up Dude. again.
2: It happens every year. Can you, do you remember the time when Linker was, like, considered, like, a top five widow in the league?
1: Mm-hmm. I think people See, still we power creep the, the fuck out season of season one. Wasn't yes, it? yes, season one. Yeah, season mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah. the counter widow.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, we. I, no, I. We've I been pre- rising Arns. the tides
2: that's, like incredible. For sure,
1: that's before,
0: that's before we got you know inducted into the Church of Arns. So mm, true. twenty yes. twenty twenty Arns to be specific, not twenty twenty one Arns. That, you know, that's, that's neither here or there.
2: By the way, that is an interesting topic, probably for another ap- podcast episode to me as well, but. Mm. Has there been a decline on some roles? That is something I... I, Like, because...
0: Like, averagely? Yes. On an average? Yeah. A decline?
2: Yeah. At any Uh, point.
0: Some of this is meta-dependent. You have to remember. Hitscan Mm -hmm. got a really bad meta last year. Mm -hmm. So it would be unfair to be like, well, Hitscan declined. Well, they they never even got to play.
2: Yeah. So... Same with gold. They got
0: ruined by the meta. So, I mean, yeah. So I don't know. I don't even think that would be like a... (sighs) It sounds like a very complicated topic to get in because it's so meta-dependent. Yep. Um, any final thoughts on Bebe? Nope. Nope. Linkster is official and Valiant now. What well, worse? Joe, you're a big Valiant guy, aren't you? What are you? Where, where Oh, are you I'm at a huge.
1: Link, me and Valiant go way back. You know, LGE, let's go, my guys. No Hill. I'm coming for you. Uh yeah you and you and Tay, <laughs> you
0: pay big on valiant give me what you got on valiant uh
1: i think links in general um has been like a main sup that am i even getting that right please tell me i'm getting that right i am
0: hey he's a main sup yes
1: got that right <laughs> you're so uh, big on valiant
0: there's one person out
1: there up. that like understands what i'm talking about when i talk about you know fucking that up um uh, He's been around for a long time and been somebody that's like, mm, he could probably be in, but like what team do you put him on? We don't, you know, there's no other like Chinese org. Now that there is, you know, yeah, I think it's just like a, a nice fit. It's fine. I don't know that he's gonna no, like to be. Valiant. Pretty much, right? Like, um I think I think this will be like in a in a very backhanded compliment style, like he'll I think he'll start to become like the or is a good candidate for like a benchmark at main support or for whatever that looks like in, in Overwatch right. too. Like, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think he's going to be a liability by any stretch. What?
0: He's got the no-hill buff.
1: Exactly, which should help. I think the team in general has um, some extracurriculars to kind of pull from. You know, I don't think many people are looking at Valiant as like a, a competitive team. Um, I think they get to come in. With a lot of underdog attitude, and uh, that should—I think—that should benefit them in general. How that benefits Langsa doesn't really matter, but I think you know, giving that buff to the team kind of trickles down to the players, and I think that you know, Langsa should should be fine. I—I I, it doesn't—you know what? It's not like not like a huge signing for me.
3: This year's this year's Ellie Valiant, I think, could have been very competitive in season three. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just remember season stop. season
0: three. Season three was the Yep. Was the Dallas Fuel Valorant roster bench yeah? Yeah. Was the Sold doing nothing in the regular season, yeah? Mm. Uh with with the Marvel main tank. Wait, no, the Marvel I don't even know. Sold didn't even know what the hell they were doing the Marvel that yeah. yeah?
2: Uh <clears throat> had they killed the flame in houston hey had had the flame gone out in houston yet
3: i think was, it was
2: was it, was it ever
0: was there ever a flame was it ever on was it ever ignited Yiska? that's a better question
2: maybe last season ironically when oh, okay. the flame no, i'll
0: give you that i'll give you that no i will give you that there, there was a flame last season it didn't last long yeah. but there was a flame you're right you're right yeah for I'll the first time
4: it was yeah. a flame. Of youth.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. Stage one, season one. They had a, they had a flame as well. That was the, that was the links stage, mm-hmm. links popped off. Uh, speaking of outlaws, sure. I think, right? Maybe, maybe this year's Valent could have been season three outlaws. Maybe I'd
1: have to look that up. Who was even?
0: Se- links ablaze, Mooma boink, Jetson oh, Dante, yeah. actually, Hydration, yeah. repel.
1: Sorry, Dream. Yeah, probably. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> Uh, trying to defy for sure. I'm sorry, guys. Trying to defy. Magatru Jilly Shaw for Zig Beast. Numlug, Nevix, rookie career Cruz. Yeah, yeah, they're going down. Gotta they're go. going down to my go. no hills. No hills. playing <laughs> with what is food on that team in that in that matchup. Hundred percent. Boston. Boston get ruined yeah, by Valiant nope. in that matchup. Yeah. The Just so the-, the point of me. The point of me bringing that up is I think Valiant are going to be last place in APAC this year. But the the worst team in APAC this year. Would be like mid table, fuck top ten in season three. Really. Yeah, yeah, no, for no sure. No shit, no shit, for sure. Hundred percent top ten in season
2: three.
1: Yeah, mm.
0: that's how. That's the level of skill increase that we've had in the league over the last two years.
1: Yeah,
2: that's creeping. Crazy. Right? Yeah. crazy. Yeah.
1: No, I do, I do like that about our little our little you know stepchild of an esport, Right, we we get new talent in and they're always better like it feels like we're never really down yeah and that any kind of positions
2: and isn't it nuts that it's still like this despite like basically content has been <laughs> kicked repeatedly while on uh, the ground it's it shot normally, behind the bar yeah. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> I, I i think i think years ago Yiska, you had a very uh gray point about you know when you when you kind of have a fucked up system you tend to get like some of the best, like the most brightest stars. Like you when you when you starve Joe. somebody as as much as we've starved contenders, yeah. you no, no, really no, get the cream of the crop.
0: What you're really what you're really trying to say there is it's so bad that you have to be unbelievably dedicated yes. to still go through that system to try and make out. Mm-hmm. Like to to have the mental fortitude you'd be like, <sighs> Yeah, fuck it, I might just play on this and just like sign my and just like have a <laughs> Just do nothing for a year real. Like you have to really have some unbelievable mental fortitude and like hopium mm. to go through that system. And you know, and so if you have that as a baseline and you do go through the system and you do get picked up, you're probably like a god. That's yeah. why like there's still so many rookies coming on through
2: that are just insane. Yeah. It's like It's like you you had a uh, litter of kittens, right? And you go oh, like shit, and your go? parent <laughs> Don't hurt it's, the kittens. Don't hurt the kittens, scared. Okay, okay. <laughs> the so, <laughs> okay. Then I can't continue the story. No, but like <sighs> you go to your parents and like, what are we going to do with them? Well, we're going to send them to a nice farm. <laughs> and, right. and then, you know, dad goes with the kittens behind the barn and buries them <laughs> three oh. feet <laughs> under the uh, the grass. And those that come out alive out of that, they gotta be Terminators, right? Like, they, like those... <laughs> but they unbury...
0: They like unearth themselves. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And Something thus... And movie. thus... Okay. And thus proper. I'm
0: gonna assume this is some German... Um, <laughs> analogy that dude, I don't understand. Dude, do you... The do like do normal you, thing you say in Germany, but then the rest of the world is like, what the fuck
1: is that? Are
2: man? you guys not aware of the atrocious like, uh, German, um, fairy tales?
1: No. no why would no. I be aware so, of that?
2: So even Family Guy made <laughs> made fun of that. It's like, basically like, all our German fairy tales is like, unironically, uh, okay, here here's the short version. Hansel of Hansel
0: and Gretzel.
2: That's really? for that's one right, but it's also like okay, so there's there's one kid that always looks in the air, and the his mom says don't look in the air, or like you're going to hurt yourself, and then he says no, and he's called Hans Kuckendulaf, which means Hans always looks in the air, and then he just falls what? in the channel and drowns, the end. What? <laughs> or there's a what? there's a guy that doesn't like eating his food or his soup. It's called Suppenkasper. So, he literally it, starves.
1: And what does that stand for?
2: What do you mean? The Zup, Zup and Casper, it's like... Soup... <laughs> Casper, like... Clown. <laughs> soup... 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 Dead person <laughs> of <loves> soup. Dude, <laughs> another guy always sucks his thumbs, so his mom cuts his thumbs off. What's his name? Whoa! Thumbs are important, man. That's motherfuckin'. Um, right, uh, I didn't uh, know his name! <laughs> um you guys have
1: the worst names
2: we have the wait <laughs> i i would i would have to look oh those up God. um there's max and moritz
1: <sighs> and who's that
2: max and moritz are like always like the shit kids that just like do all no, kinds of like, pranks the
1: direct, the direct translation no max
2: and moritz is just like max and moritz and okay they just like piss oh, everyone in the gosh. In the uh, city, off until they fall into like um, the the mill, and they just got milled to death and made <laughs> to bread. Dude, like all our fairy tales. I like this. Like they pay for you. Children, children get, and then you have like this. These drawn illustrations.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like wait,
1: um, I just can't get over these names. <sighs> I can't. Me, There's me, a story about this yeah, egg sit on a going? hill. We called him an egg sitter. Like,
2: I'm gonna link you. This is a legit, legitimate <sighs> German fairy tale. Here you go.
3: Okay.
0: No one, no one at home understands what's going on right now. But <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I'm not sure, I'm sure I, I do. do.
0: Yeah, the people, the people, <laughs> two out of three people on this show right now don't understand what's going
1: on. Um right, that's the fun of it.
0: So I don't, what do the German fairy tales say about Linksa? Yeska? Come on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. bring it
1: back.
0: Bring it back. Rerail us. I rail mean, us back on the railroad.
2: Yeah, he's six feet under the farm uh, barn.
0: Wow.
1: Think he's gonna be bad?
0: Right, no hole, dig him out. No hull's dig him exactly. out. no uh, hole will protect the kitten. Um <laughs> other that- value news is they Sign some sort of deal with Nanjing government to be operated on Nanjing. I don't think that's anything to read into. That's it's...
2: no, just okay, like yeah, where it's they're going to they be.
0: They've got to be based in Nanjing. Cool. That's yeah. basically what it is, right? So yes. nothing extreme. Don't expect a Nanjing homestand anytime soon, guys. In case anyone was, it's not going to happen. Uh, so that's all the Valiant news. And they still, we still don't have another tank on Valiant. That's getting a little bit concerning. They need to do something about that soon. Mm-hmm. Valiant still have some holes in their roster they got to plug up. So that'll come hopefully should uh where's Aiming? where's aiming yet you know they're not yeah. they still
3: leaving my boy out to dry Sign all up. right um next bit of news we are going to
0: okay so a couple just we'll just go over charge real quickly if there's not giant stuff there but this mm-hmm. is going to be a real gloss over just because we might as well Youngjin, who you'd remember uh, from Shanghai Dragon Season 3, also responsible for one of the most egregiously bad C9s Thank of all history, uh, is now <laughs> assistant coach of Guangzhou Charge. Guangzhou Charge have also released or parted ways with their data analyst as well, which I don't think people really knew, but was a guy called Sibo. So he's gone. Um, so now instead of Sibo, they can just have placebo, where they, they think they're getting some analysis, but they're not. And that's oh, all the charges. That's all the charge news. Hey, Yuska's got his girlfriend on his face again. Anyway. <laughs> um,
4: was,
0: well, big, I think another big, I think another quite quite cool thing that actually happened was, you know, the the Facebook relationship official of Shock and Ultra Plus. Mm. I mean, these, these two have been flirted back and forth. You know, they've been sending each yeah. other they've been sexting they've been they've been giving each other little winks and blowing kissy faces at each other and you know little xos in the text chats and now there's just like you know what fuck it they're gonna put each other in their twitter bios facebook official that shit shock and ultra
2: blast officially kissing in a tree so, sh- should i give you some some rumors from behind the scenes how that r- relationship has always worked is yeah. like so the the rumor tells it. okay don't hate me for this Like, don't make, like, the the absolute... Like, definitely, if you have to make a Reddit thread about this, please say that it's rumored and whatnot. But the reason, or one of the big reasons why it is rumored why Krusty very often also gets the most talented people is because he gets them in contenders and actually already does coaching, one-on-one coaching with these guys. Like Violet, for instance. Right, mm. where he already when even when they're not signed under his org, uh, technically, he builds these relationships not just by building them. A lot of teams do that and like sort of introduce themselves and sort of like, you know, put put their number into the cell phone of the player that they're coaching for like a year or whatever. Um, but like Krusty apparently already does a, a significant amount of one-on-one coaching with them. Is is basically the reason why a lot of uh, people speculate that he's getting all these top tier, um...
0: and also Chris Chung can just show up and yes. like he's also amazing at this. I five o two boss anytime
2: he wants to and be like, "What's up, dude? Yes. That's um, a big part, dude. Like I, I, a lot of deals, especially this off season, feel like the Like Koreans seem to have a which I totally understand, by the way, or, like, can appreciate, they tend to value if you make an effort for them. Meaning, if you show up for an actual physical dinner, they will consider you more strongly, and deals have busted this season. Some people have fumbled building actually really good teams based on not doing that. Right?
0: You didn't invite O2 Blast to dinner, that's where they, got, that's where they went wrong. <laughs> yes. Got to pay for the bill, man. I'll, be, I'll up. be straight with you, though. I'll be straight with you. Th- you. As much as it sounds like Shock have been finessing the entire time and getting getting way you know deep in the pants of O2 Blast mm. for years, still to date, I, I proclaim that nobody has finessed a play out of O2 Blast as heavily as Huck did to get me on mm. goal. Yeah. To date. Sure. Huck, like... Yes. My guy, my guy went in and did a drive-by quickie or something. I don't, I don't know how fuck uh, uh, he, he he went. He he was in and out like boom, Myung, yeah, zoom. And was his done, done deal. That's like that's more alpha than than anything Chris Chung and, and Krusty have ever done to
2: finesse a play out of O2 Blast. Myung, Myung could have been Iris, right? Like I, I remember a public statement. I I think from Cephi, if I could be wrong, but, but pretty sure there was something like this where it was like he was like, okay, this guy was gone from the, market, from the market before we even had a chance to get at him. Like, mm. like he, he probably got like an ultimatum offer. He was scared not to make it, but like a lot of teams were actually interested. Good move. I can't hate it. Like, if you get that guy, then... Right?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and Miyango actually he decided to stay after that Season 3. Yeah. Yes. They like didn't do well. He was like, yeah, I'll stay for Season 4. So and that was that was of his own accord, um. We think maybe he made that call under duress with a gun to his head. We don't know, but we'll assume that you know. We'll assume Hulk didn't do that and that he didn't make that choice. I mean, uh, you can appreciate
2: that. Given the direction with Laurie, I think there was some reason to believe, as a player, that this was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: No, I do joke. I do jest about that, but um. So, uh, for people that still don't actually know what happened, because I've I've been cryptic. I've been unnecessarily cryptic with my speech. So what actually happened is Shock uh, and O2Blast are partnered up for having o blast as their academy team officially. Shock used to have an academy ages ago called NRG, which actually is where Face comes from. Face, current head coach of uh, LA Gladiators, used to be on NRG a long time ago, back in 2019, I think it was, yep. or maybe even earlier than that. Um but they haven't had an Academy team 15, yeah. since NIG, since mm. 2019, when when that was the peak of contenders pre-COVID. I still think COVID really ruined contenders in a way as well, because that kind of just mm. destroyed all hope for international events. And that's, 2019 was like when, when the contenders were starting to peak in terms of international events. Right. Uh, that aside though, uh, yeah, this is like, this is like when you, I don't know, you, you're, like, you're like in school, and mm. there's these these two people, they're clearly into each other. They haven't admitted their feelings yet. And now it's like, they finally have, and it's just like bam. They're just—I haven't seen them leave their bedroom in three days. So, shock and O2 blast. They—they're meant for each other. They're good. These sexual references are getting out of hand. I'll stop. Um, and <laughs> it's an adult show, guys. I—I I know kids don't listen to this show. It's fine. Uh, only people. peop I think the average age of our listeners must be thirty. Uh, gotcha. oh, sorry, I, that's, that's that's me describing the panel that we have on the on the on the podcast. Um, but also, yeah, no, probably the audience as well. So, um. Uh, I'm just sexually frustrated from Valentine's guys that's the truth that's the honest truth Shock, shock and O2 blast um I'm unhinged you know no shackles on me today Shock and O2 blast mm-hmm. they they fucking <laughs> they fucking, fucking yeah they fucking I guess I guess uh, but they have been for I'll so long it. anyway they have been anyway I yeah. said I'm like I had my covid I had my um my booster shot 2 days ago
1: okay Really?
0: So I've oh. still got a, I I no 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 yesterday no I actually had it yesterday. How are you feeling? Uh, well I've I've been I've had to mute a couple of times, but I'm like I'm I'm like holding back coughs. You might be able to hear it in me. I'm like mm. holding back coughs as I'm speaking. Mm. It's because my body thinks I have COVID. Nice. Um, so I fooled my body into thinking I've I have all the downsides of COVID without actually getting COVID, which I feel I feel quite cheated out of that conversation. That it's not a good deal for me, isn't it? So
2: yeah, definitely um, take it slow. It really knocked me on my ass when I had it. Um, so that's cool. I mean we haven't even commented on I guess we
0: sort of commented on what we think about it. It's it's a good thing, like your more Academy yeah, team's always sure. good. Always good. And o 2 Blast has been like the best team in contenders the entire last year. Uh, and most of the year before that as well. So 2 Blast for a while now. they like they've basically established a dynasty in contenders career and they export unbelievably good talent i feel like every single year you know we got pelican mm-hmm. last year this year we have a bunch of players proper thin kilo um quality in that order as well by the way that was a specific order i listed um and and more there was more there's actually i think yeah you got chio out of that team as well. this so there's a bunch i think vindane came out of that team so there's, yeah, there's a shitload of players that come out of O2 Blast, and, and then next year as well, the O2 Blast just announced. I think they've got um some real heavy hitters on their team going to next year. Next year being this year, uh, where I think he sangs on the team now, which is if he was old enough, he would be in the he would be in the league this year if he was old enough. Mm. He sang Spectra, like Jesus Christ, guys. Mm. Max and Jumban and Faze are still there as returning players, so I mean, yeah, it's this is this is like this is your incubated team. Mm. This is the team that just like develops, produces and then exports unbelievably good talent. So every year you're going to get like some crazy talent coming out of O2 Blast and that should not change anytime soon. So the fact that Shock have just locked that up and just locked that pipeline up is I mean, that's a that's a finesse move in and of itself.
1: Oh, that's a huge deal. Getting getting like you said getting that tapping into that pi- talent pipeline. That's uh that's 3P energy if I've ever seen it.
0: yeah <laughs> What do you mean three-peat energy? You you can't have a three-peat. I, I three guess it's not a three-peat anymore. That's plus, true. Yeah. And the, wor- and the wise words of Hawk, three-peat my asshole. <laughs>
1: true. Making championship moves regardless.
0: Um, alrighty. So other than that, we have an experimental patch, which should be cool. One day they'll get me on that. Um. <laughs> although like... The amount of changes that I would want to implement they they would have to be i would have to be the only person work on that experimental patch I'll just do the whole thing i'll just i'll just go i'll give them overwatch three out of that you know what i'm saying um I don't think they will cowards it's just too many cowards that, you know they don't, they don't make, they want they don't want me to prove that i could i could balance this game to be hmm. to reach its full potential you know i have I have that power within me but you know they're not gonna they don't they don't want me to you know upstart them or anything you know show off a little bit. But, uh, so we had that, we had that long ass discussion about game design, uh, that people then incorrectly paraphrased me with on Reddit a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun, I guess. I don't have a lot to talk about for Experimental Cups. Great initiative. Lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, Not that I've played in them personally, but it's, uh, it's something to do mm-hmm. and well received by the community. Yeah. Is there any thoughts on the experimental? Is anyone?
1: Nah, not really. I don't think
0: any. I don't think anyone on this panel really cares too much about it, other than like, right, it's good, it exists, well done. Yeah. Uh, I got a bit of time left. Why don't we do? Why don't we do a quick round of Joe's game show? Sure. GTFO.
1: Get after G O T F, but it's close enough. Get God the F.
0: get the offense. fence off. Get the fence off.
1: Yeah, yes. I get the fence off. Do it. <laughs> All right, we're what getting we the got? fence off for Valentine's Day. 214. GTFO. Yes, yes. Uh if you would like to also support in uh the fence and its release, you can head on over to patreoncom crouch Um any uh, level of patronage can and will get you uh special Discord privileges where you can come on over, you can drop a question in the the crouchers chat. Uh, I will copy it and put it on my magical list. And funnily enough, we have some good ones that are kind of quite topical, weirdly enough. Um, Refine Bean asked not too long ago, uh, one of our lovely patrons, uh, what retired Overwatch player, either from Overwatch League contenders or even a streamer, if you saw them getting back into Overwatch 2 and going for it again professionally, uh, would you, would make you think, huh, this strategy worked? We're on the up and up. So what what kind you of retired-,
0: what retired player coming back would be like a good move?
1: Yes, like, okay, this would be, like, a metric of success for, like, Overwatch 2. Like, okay, like, we're starting to get more people back. Like, what would be, like, the the benchmark to, like, signal hype? Like, okay, like, oh, Seagull's coming back. Like, okay, like, oh, we're, we're right. starting to really get into this. Not necessarily, a, if I'm reading the question right, um, it's not necessarily in terms of skill, but more of, like, uh pop culture almost.
2: Okay, uh, that's one correct answer.
1: I think I know, yeah. I think there is a very good answer, but we'll see what Avro has to say. Avro, we'll start with you.
0: XQC?
2: Yes.
1: That would be... Yeah, that's it,
0: right? That's, I don't think there's a better
2: answer than that. Yeah. Getting,
0: so if getting, he gets
2: on, he's then, like, increasing the amount of Overwatch viewers on a regular basis by ever, at least a magnitude. Like, However,
0: um, he's a brand risk. Blizzard will probably never engage him, and there's a chance that... So what's the shit on the game anyway? And that would create a fan narrative Fair. where his his extremely young, impressionable audience would just parrot anything he says. Mm. Uh, with great difficulty, because most of them don't understand what he says because he, he can't speak English properly, but they'll try.
2: I think generally speaking, unless he's absolutely goblin moding and saying a bunch of dumb shit because he's like overloaded, he has not had like too many. At least, like, what's? Uh, I'm missing the. Um,
1: Try and describe it.
2: There's like a an effect or like a it's called something 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 window. Eric, give me the word. effect. Uh, no. Eric's not here. The, uh, what's it called? There's like a a window, the <laughs> window which is like the Paul. The opinions you can publicly hold that pass political correctness basically um and I feel like he's mostly been inside of that for the most part and has actually grown a lot as a person uh, over the last years. I haven't actively followed, but I don't th- yes, he's a brand you, risk yeah. for sure, but not of the kind that gets you in hot water with the community anymore most not, of the time not
0: of not of the kind where he would lose money himself he's 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 a brand risk but not he's he's smart enough to understand that he knows where to draw the line this is kind of like just from what i see object i don't really watch his content too often but from what i can tell you like he's as he's got to be you gotta be that or his team is really like good at leashing him because somebody somebody on his team or he himself has to understand that he's big enough uh and the money is big enough that you gotta be you gotta make sure that money keeps flowing in. you, you don't want to do any have any major fuck-ups mm. So that's there. Uh, to other Tim Window, by the way, to further, to further things uh, down as well, I think another big person there would be actually Tim. Okay. Yes, man, because the next um, one. Yeah. people forget we had Tim. Tim was one of our guys, he was an Overwatch guy for a long ass time. Yep, um, and to be fair, like Tim was also on the wave of like streamers leaving Overwatch, just like Overwatch bad, blah blah blah, and probably right at the time to be fair, but um, getting Tim back would be huge. Yep, and true. here's the other fun fact about getting tim back is activision blizzard have already engaged him for call of duty mm-hmm. so it's it's not that far Christ. it's not that far no. off that we could engage him we being blizzard here could engage him for overwatch mm.
4: uh,
0: but i also think he probably would just be keen for Overwatch generally even just just because just he's an Overwatcher. he said that he would try it. he said with with some hesitation and reluctance they'd be like oh, probably try it you know so why not Shroud would probably try it. it's an fps game yeah. He's played a bit of Overwatch. It's not really his thing, but I think he'll try it. Um I think most of like the sizable streamers would give it a go. They'll try yeah. it. And this is why this is this is why the game, if they, whenever they get their hands in the game, mm. it's gotta be good enough that yeah. either returning Overwatch personalities or non Overwatch personalities, for example, if Pokemane played the game, they gotta sure. be the game's gotta be good enough that they have a, a at minimum a neutral impression about it. like it's an okay game. Mm-hmm. They can't have a negative. If they have a negative impression of it, that's we're in a lot. That's not good for us. That's really bad yeah. for us because they set a precedent of what fan narrative is. Um, love it or hate it, but personalities, social media personalities. Fuck it, because the whole planet's filled with sheep. They'll, you know, people parrot what social person uh social media personalities. I mean, people on Reddit fucking parrot me all the time, and you know, it's and I'm not, I'm not even a big dude. I'm pretty small in that in that regard. So you know, it doesn't take much. Um yeah that's just what happens so you know if they have a negative view on the game that that spreads pretty quickly even even if like you know even this is the crazy part this is the phenomenon even you could be a player who gets their hands on the beta and you actually enjoyed it but your favorite streamer says it sucks
1: yeah
0: <laughs> just that alone changes your mind you're like oh i don't like it anymore even though like you actually did
1: yep definitely chips away at it is there a maybe a player that you guys think is XQC fits both because he's he's Pro yes, as well. yeah, ex Pro. Um, is, is there somebody who you'd maybe want to see, like selfishly, to kind of like take a different approach to the question? Is there, um, is there a player people, you hope comes back? People,
0: people will not welcome him back, will not want him back. But factually, Sinatra, I don't know if I would welcome him back either. But just saying, like that's True. that's a former MVP, one of our best players historically. I'm just spitting facts here. I'm not like injecting any other opinion to this. Mm. Um, but obviously, like, he's, he's gotten some really hot well, I'm not going to get into drama here, but he's gotten some hot water over some stuff that he has done. So he probably wouldn't be welcome back, but he'd be like a player that, if it wasn't for that, would be like a big player coming back. But right. I, I don't, I think, I, I think he's doing too well in Valorant as, a, as just not and as a pro player anymore, obviously, but mm. like he's still getting like 10K viewers on
2: streams.
3: Jeska?
2: I mean, Cor- Corey would be interesting. I think just like that would probably. Hint towards like the game being pretty mechanics focused. I, mm. I assume. Um, yeah, it's hard. I don't know. Like, are there any other players that retired that I would like to unretire? Yeah, Had a pen, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we already got him back. Oh, that's good. True. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna look through some season one players <clears throat> real quick.
2: Did someone like go out before his time? Oh, bro, I'll tell you, bro, this is impossible. I will give you the one
0: play. None of you will have thought of this. This is the God answer. This is, it will never happen. But if this guy came back, it would be a game changer for what it means. Zombs. Okay. Oh. because He is like, a, he's like, you like he have to say he's a top Valorant player. He's on Sentinels. He's done yeah. well. They say what you all about Sentinels from Champions, but you know he still got he, the guy. Still got a ring. He still won Masters, right? Um, and people forgot that he was actually an Overwatch pro pre Overwatch League. Mm-hmm. Was he? Was he jokingly announced to like rain or something? I think he was. Wasn't he I jokingly announced to a team? That Maybe. Rings a bell, yeah,
1: He's,
0: yeah, he was jokingly announced to some team, and I can't remember which one. Um, <clears throat> but then he never, he never actually made it, and I think he, he, he probably. I think he said that he would have played if a team actually gave him an offer, but it just never never eventuated. And so he ended up not playing. He went to Apex, I think, for a while, Did okay there, and then went to Valorant, and that's where he found most of his uh success. So if that dude comes back, I mean fucking that's 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 a lot. That's that's a dude that really has done way too well in another game. Uh, and really is there's no chance of him ever coming back. But if he did, I mean. Hmm. I think I think at that stage I know I'm in the Matrix. I've <laughs> confirmed I'm in the Matrix.
2: Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I I feel like we haven't lost too many like all time greats. Um, so. is that because
0: we haven't had that many all time greats? Yeah, and and most of them have just retired instead of going pro in another game.
2: Yeah, very true. Yeah, I, I'm just thinking like who would be probably still be good but chose to go out on their own terms and then zumba
0: zumba is doing valorant now yeah he's a good player in korea Yeah, i don't know that you'd consider him to be the best in either overwatch or valorant but Mm -hmm. it would say a lot for a player that's currently a pro in another game to come back right so i'm targeting those players currently baby bay is another one Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say he was the best in overwatch or valorant but yeah. I mean maybe maybe for a very brief mo- window of time he was considered one of the better players, if not the best in Valorant, for a very short window. Mm. But if yep. he came back, I don't think he ever will. I think he loves Valorant too much. Um, understandably, but that's another guy.
2: Yep.
0: I mean fuck, you could just say Cory you could you said Corey or you could just say Rawkus yeah. Zachary as well, maybe. Sure. Just throw him in there, like who cares, you know? Mm. Why not? Um yeah, huge maybe some of the down. OG maybe
2: some of the OG guys in Europe, like the AKMs mm. and stuff. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Uncle Toby, even back from coaching. Mm. Yeah, not too many. But yeah, okay. XQC is, is the obvious one.
1: For sure. Uh, hopefully that answered your question, Bean. Um, but time for another one. I don't know what, what we're talking yeah, about. Go, give, me one
0: more. give me one, one more. more.
1: Okay. One
0: more. Uh, how many th- we got? We've only done one, haven't we? That's only yes, we got, that's, that's just okay, one. We, just keep going and see how we do.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Fish Ghost comes in with a interesting one um, regarding flex supports. Uh, they ask Platchat putting Iziaki so high in their flex support list had me wondering: Is being the best player on your team (parentheses at some point in your career) uh, is that a prerequisite to being top three in your role? So must you be on a top team, or uh, had me wondering: Is the best player on your team? a prerequisite to being a top player in your role. Must you be a, the best player on your team to be the top, you know, performer in general? Who's going first? Uh, we'll go Yiska since I picked you last.
2: Okay, so here's the problem. Mm-hmm. Accurately telling someone's skill set is a big challenge in Overwatch. There are interdependencies where you will not be able to show the world how good you are if your support cast isn't up to snuff, especially on some roles like the main tank, for instance, right? So the the problem is it, it definitely helps being like the best player on your team because that has a lot of telling power. It has more telling power if you're the best player on the best team, of course, because at that point, like, you're probably the best player in the world. Um, And I think, ideally, it shouldn't mean anything, because we would be able to accurately discern who actually contributes the most. But on a spectrum of knowing how good someone is... Like in all kinds of different sports and esports and whatnot, we are some of the worst at evaluating actual skill sets. Why? Well, for one, in order to have an accurate understanding of how good someone is, you probably need a ton of um, first person footage that you're not getting by watching the the broadcast. You also need a sample set of people in that role and what they do in order to understand what good play on that role actually looks like, right? Um, You uh, then have to consider, like, how much resources they're getting. If you want to be good at aggregating, a lot of sports do, and there I'm not too sure, but it's either that we have deluded ourselves into accepting that stats are a much bigger tell in other sports or esports, but we can be reasonably sure that our stats are majorly flawed in how Overwatch has been played, at least post um, Hero pools, in terms of, like, being able to relate numbers against each other without heavy use of the eye test, because, like, high number does not equal good play, because high number can actually equal bad play if you're, for instance, feeding support, ultimate charge, or you're playing in in certain compositions that always have you just, like, shoot people that have, like, one less shield against a different combo or whatever, right? So, like, the amount of nano boosts you can expect, the amount of damage boost you generally get from your team, right? There are so many interdependencies that have... Uh, unreal complexity in this game that it is incredibly hard to discern a top tier player on a bad team from a let's say a tier 1.5 player on a great team right now sometimes it's blatantly obvious like in Flatter's case in in Lux. right sometimes the stats are so out of whack that it can't be anything else And it absolutely makes sense that that player that achieved that makes it to MVP, right? Any other time, it is such a problem in Overwatch to really have accurate sayings. And that's why I feel like trophies mean a lot more in Overwatch than they do in other uh, competitions. I feel like aggregated expert evaluation should mean a lot more, even though, unfortunately... I, I would argue people aren't taking it as serious as they should, and everything that we could use in order to judge someone fairly should be used because, man, are we far away from having a rational take on all of this.
3: I'll also counter with the fact that what if you're on a top team like
0: Shanghai? The, the, the sixth best player on that team is, could still be like the best in their role. Yes. If you're on a team where you have a best in slot in every single role and there's six of them or even I've watched there's five of them then how can you you, you're, you know it's very hard to be the best player in your team when your entire team is MVP quality. So that being the case like I don't I don't you know and you could easily be for example like Iziaki e- 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 is probably not the best player on his team but I think he's Yiska's gonna hate but I think he's top three. You know what I'm saying? Like Lee J- Gon is probably not the best player on his team. But I think Lee jigon is the number one main support, hands down. No competition. I think if the next guy is far below Lee jigon mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I'll say it, like, Lip, Lip is probably the best player on Shanghai right now. Straight up. Yeah. Right? Um, but everybody else, like, fuck, Void is easily top three, but he's not going to be, he's not the number one player on his team. Yeah. So if your team is stacked enough, then, I mean, this just doesn't hold water at all.
2: That's a different caveat. And I will say, mm. it is very seldom the case that you actually have the six best players in the world, but Shanghai just might.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's, I think they, the, the sheer existence of Shanghai means this question is answered, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're like... They're like, an, you, they're like you know, you're you're going to a WoW Mythic raid, and you got best and slot items in every single slot. Yeah,
2: that's Shanghai, that's <laughs> Shanghai <thing>. Dragons. <laughs> you know, and we we can have a discussion. Yeah, bro, you're, fate, you're about to make the yeah. Lich
0: King your bitch. Like that's that's kind of mm. the, the level that Shanghai are at. For sure. Next question. We'll do one more, Sick. and then that's going to be it. Right, Last I one. I got a I got a meeting in fourteen minutes. I want to take a break before then as well. I'm gonna oh. we're gonna do we're gonna do a final. Is there one more?
1: Yeah, well, we've got one more. Matt, Matt
0: Matt or if you, or, or you if you think we should save for next week, what do you, what
1: um, do you want to do? Um, uh, we could we could probably quickly get through this one. This one yeah,
0: we'll do this uh, one in less than ten minutes. Then.
1: Yeah, it, I don't think ideally this will take it too long. All
0: right, let's um, get into it.
1: Uh, one for all asks: uh, Would Sato returning to Philly be a win or a detriment to Fusion shot at being a contender for the 2022 season? We'll go back to Avril for this one.
0: Would Sato re- returning to Philly be,
3: be a detriment or a or a, win. a boon? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I should write this down. Um, right now, it would probably be a W. Considering,
0: I mean, what, what what do we even have? Like, I'm I'm gonna look at Philly's roster real quick. Oh, I keep forgetting mm. what they have. They have only Fury. I think Fury probably plays over Sato anyway, but. Uh, who's, I have to also look at this, who's left in the main tank position? You have guys like Stand One, Dreamer, Among, which you no know, Korean team would pick him up, unfortunately. Takayaki, if they really want to go there. Yeah, Sado might be the best pick. Sado might mm. be the best pick out of all of them. So, a W, but not because, like, he would be your number one pick if everyone was available, right. but because, but simply because he'd be the best of the remaining
2: tanks available. Mm. Yes, go? the year is 2060 Sado is one of the better main tanks in the league says Sideshow as Sado fire strikes a deflecting Genji killing Boombox and Neptuno for the third time that match that wasn't Sado feeding says Sideshow as Sado charges off the map as Reinhardt. everyone else is just too hard on Sado says Sideshow as Sado accidentally swaps the soldier resetting his old charge Okay, S- Sideshow, says the nurse. Time for your medication. <laughs> That's an old copy pasta that I dug up that recently was fed to us in the... Uh, in the.
0: What year was that? Was that Sato, like, season one or season two? Must, have,
2: must have been, like, <laughs> early I was, like, season two. Really yeah.
0: mm. yeah. I think it got a much mature-looking Sato in more recent seasons, but...
2: Yeah, I, I mean, it must have been pre-Rollock, right? Like, he could switch to Soldier, so... Um, But yeah, like I think generally speaking, what Avril said holds absolutely true in in that it's probably the best remaining main tank. Once again, I think people way underestimate main tanks that actually play the entirety of the roster and have a weird hard-on for the guy that has one pop-off hero that for some reason is meta for, for a lot of the season or this person can actually lift him into the meta instead of the guy that... Covers all the picks relatively decently and is never a liability to a team. I think that is probably the better thing to have for your main top position, and possibly also true coming into a vote too. Now, um, I don't think there's a better candidate for that still available than Sado on the market.
0: Also, like it's it's a good financial option, like in terms of yes. like. Uh... Money and salary. I mean, my guy would probably play for a salary consisting only of Coca-Cola. So, I mean, that's the W for Philly right there. I save a lot of money on salaries by having this guy. Just got to be dropping him a two-liter bottle every single day. That's enough.
3: <laughs>
4: yep.
0: How much is 365 bottles of two-liter Cokes? How much How much is a bottle of two-liter Coke, Joe? What, what do you got for me? Uh, you go to, you two go to your liter. local... Super- Go to your supermarket right now. Hypothetically, you pick out a fresh two-liter from the fridge. How much you all paying? Three bucks, four bucks. What do you got? Mm
1: two, three, about anywhere from three to, f- or yeah, four to five
0: dollars. I would say five dollars. Five times three sixty-five is how much you have to pay. Starter That's how much you got to pay. eighteen
1: twenty-five. So a Little less than two grand
0: little less than two grand. heard it it, it, here, folks. That's all you need. That's all you need. You know, you give him a year supply of two liter Cokes. My guy will play some main tank for you. That's that's the cost of that mercenary right there.
2: Now, if you could get some Mentos for that guy. God damn, would he pop off. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: All (laughs) right, dude. Finally, uh, as we head on our way out, for the episode, this is like one of our shorter episodes. It's because we actually had to put a real time limit because I have another thing to attend to. Um, congratulations to Puckett and Zoe for having a baby. Oh, yeah. No, they didn't have a baby with each other. They both had babies separately in their own separate relationships. I know the wording of what I said is is a little bit ambiguous. Like, did they have a baby with each other? No, they have separate babies with separate partners. Uh, so, congratulations to both of them for for that.
3: Also, uh, so
2: born then, and okay, unborn. Go.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's another. That's another <laughs> very important not point intricate. to put out there. Yeah. Puckett had a baby born, and Zoe is is pregnant due in July. So there's mm,
2: right. one of the babies has been born; the other one has not been born. Right. Which also might have Regardless. implications towards uh, what's Overwatch League hosting. I would assume, but uh, we'll see. Possibly, uh, yeah. ooh, you're right. Yeah, maybe we get Frankie back or something. Um, mm. Who knows? Oh, herself had just had a a child. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, not that long man, ago. people my age are all having babies, man. <laughs> like,
1: there's no, there's no clock on this. No, thing. no, 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 no. No, No, it's there, is. People, no, than you. there is people are younger than you. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, <laughs> they are there older is, than me, bud. so I'm alright. It's okay. I'm gonna have a baby at like 50, and then by the time my child is old enough, I'm probably dead. That's my plan, my life goal. And sorry, I will be uploading the matrix by then. That's mm, fine. Right. That's fine with me. Can so. a hand get pregnant? And with that, episode 214. Thank you so much, guys, for watching, <laughs> listening. Um, hope you enjoyed the discussion of the new Overwatch news. And we'll be seeing you all next week for 2.15, where ideally and hopefully more stuff has dropped. Maybe we'll talk about, uh, more about AOT, Attack on Titan again, when uh, the next episode comes out and there's a bit more to talk about. The last episode, again, was quite slow, so not, not yeah. a lot there.
3: Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much, guys. See you all next week.